0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين بسلا الله على سيدنا ونبينا أبي القاسم المصطفى محمد وآله الطيبين الطاهرين لا سيما الله في الأرضين ajalla Allah ta'ala farajahu al-sharif wa ja'alana min arwanih wa ansari as-salamu ala al-husayn wa ali ibn al-husayn wa ala Hussain, al-husayn wa ala ashab al-husayn wa rahmatullahi
1: this
0: is our last session and we are In a sense, happy that Alhamdulillah Allah has given us Tawfiq to reach the completion of our program. But also we are sad that we are going to be deprived of the opportunity of getting together and show together our love for Abu Abdullah Alayhi Salaam. We pray, inshallah, Allah helps us to... Witness another muharram, inshaAllah, and together inshaAllah uh, show our respect to this great sacrifice that Abu Abdullah salam, made. We were talking about the Sunnah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in supporting the people of the truth. the Believers and the sixth uh, six, uh, group of the verses related to the verses and uh, ayat about the fact that Allah says at the end Islam would be dominant, and we explain that Islam here means Islam in the way that Abraham and Yaqub, and Joseph, and Ishmael, and Isaac, and Prophet Muhammad himself used, which is submission to God, submission to the Absolute Truth. And this is why the Quran says, the religion of the truth which is opposite to religion of the falsehood and in some lectures I have explained if you are interested uh, about for example the concept of religion in the Quran on the one hand we can say there is only one religion Qur'an never uses religion or din in plural forms, there is only one religion. On the other hand, we find the Qur'an that Allah says sometimes there are two religions So it looks that there are two religions. You have your religion, I have my religion. But on the other hand, religion is only one. So I have explained in that lecture that true religion is the religion of the truth. And that's only one. There is pseudo religion. When people dedicate themselves. Unquestionably to anything. That's their religion. For some people money is their religion. For some people. Their uh, fame is their religion. For Mushrikeen. Their idols. Which were icons. Of their divided attention in dunya and being confused was their religion. But this is the fake. This is the pseudo-religion. So, Deenul Haq would be finally established. And according to some hadith, people who are Christians, they will be able to practice and they will be judged and governed according to the Bible. People who are Jews according to Torah. Muslims according to Quran. Then, of course, when these psychological, historical barriers go away, then they find their way to more unity. But it's not by force, it's not by pressure, it's not by saying that only Islam in a narrower sense is correct, everyone else must accept by force, no. So this is a matter of din ul And were, the Quran says even if the pagans, the polytheists, are not happy, so it's not something between Muslims on the one hand and Christian and Jews and other believers in God on the other hand. No. It's between all believers in God, true believers in God, and people who are pagans and protest. The last group of the verses are those verses which are about inheriting the earth. It is similar to one of the categories we had before, but that was about gaining power. This is about inheriting the earth actually. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in verse 128 of Surah A'raf says, The earth belongs to God. He has control over it. And يُرَثُهَا and يَشَاءُ He gives the people that He wills the ability and the power to inherit it. Al-Aqibah And the end belongs to Muttaqin. So Muttaqin would be inheriting the earth. Or in Surah Anbiya, verse 105. لَقَدْ Katabna فِي مِنْ بَعْدِ الذِّكْرِ أَنَّ الْأَرْضَ يَرَثُهَا Even in previous scriptures, in Psalms and before Psalms, this was written down. This is a final and firm and decisive decision that earth would be inherited by عِبَادِيَ السَّالِحُونَ Those servants of mine who are the righteous this is one of those things that definitely is going to happen because Allah has two types of plans plans that he proposes and it's up to us to implement he has plans that are final and are going to happen but he proposes to you to be that generation that would implement that plan he doesn't force any of the two plans. The first. The plan may happen or may not happen. Depending on our decision. The second is going to happen. Your role is to delay it. Or make it happen. But he's not going to force it on any group of people. There would be some people who would do it anyway. So. These are. All the verses. About. The sunnah of Allah in supporting the people of the truth. Now, we move on to those sunnah of Allah, those divine universal laws, which are about the way he deals with the bad people, with the people of falsehood, with the criminals, the sinful, especially those whose sins are social, those sins are affecting Society and community, and stopping other people from their growth. There are many groups of verses here. I'm trying to mention some of them, and uh, as I said, for this part of discussion, I have been using uh, a lot the book "History and Society" by Ayatollah Mesbah. So, unfortunately, that's not available in English. Uh, but those who know Farsi, they can also follow. I have made, of course, some changes. But for most part, the last section, the last two, three sections, is from that. So, one is the fact that... And please be uh, very attentive. I want to explain something very important uh, to avoid mis misgui- uh, kind of misunderstanding. You remember we said when people benefit from the guidance, Allah would guide them more. From the Quran we can also understand if someone don't want to be guided and insist on going astray, Allah increases their misguidance. And this needs understanding, needs explanation. What does it mean? In general, of course, you remember the Sunnah of Emdad assistant, which we said those who go for dunya or those who go for akhirah, they get some support. This is a fertile soil. Whatever you put, it would help you to get it. But as you remember, we said for the people who go for akhira, the support is guaranteed. For those who want dunya, Allah said. Man Ashaleman Norid. There is support, but not everyone and not everything that they want. But there is a kind of support. You remember we had this discussion. Now under that, but we separate it. For Mu'umanin we said we have increase in their guidance. Now we have increase in misguidance. For example, in Surat Saf, Verse 5, فَلَمَّا زَاغُوا When they deviated, Allah also made them deviate. What does it mean? And we have verses like this, what does it mean that God adds to their misguidance To understand this we must remember that everything according to Tawhida of Ali is attributed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala But it doesn't mean that he is necessarily pleased with that Okay so, if someone, God forbids, kills a person, in a sense we can say God took away the life of that person because no one can give life or take away life other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, Tawheed al-Af'ali tells us, Tawheed with respect to action tells us that everything is an act of God. When it comes to life, to existence, no one can give life or take away life. Other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You hear when you meet. But does it mean that the one who killed is not responsible? He can say, in the Quran you said, He is the one who gives life and takes away life. I am not responsible. No, you are also responsible. You cannot say because everything is in the end attributed to God, you are not responsible. This was actually the way Bani Umayyah, Umavids, used to justify their action. Even right after Ashura, Ibn Ziyad and others, they tried to say that Imam Hussein was killed by God. And Ahlul bayt were saying, no, people killed them, not God. Although according to Idaf Ali, everything finally is going back to Allah. But people have their free choices and Allah lets them to make their decisions and of course holds them accountable for what they do. So when we say God increases their misguidance, it doesn't mean that Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala has a kind of hatred towards these people and pushes them further. In my understanding, it means that when you go to a wrong direction and you insist on going to wrong direction, your distance from the truth becomes more and more. If billah, inshallah this nap doesn't happen, if a fire is starting in one room of your home, if you don't extinguish the fire, then it goes to the next room, and then it goes to the another floor. It can take whole building. It can even affect neighbors. Okay? So, who is responsible? The person who started the fire, the person who didn't extinguish the fire. But also we can say, they started fire, and God increased the fire. It doesn't mean that Really, God wanted this fire to be there. So, when people go astray, they should know that they are responsible. And the problems would add and become more, because this is the nature of this world. There is cause and effect. If you put something and feed it, It becomes more. It grows. Yes, because the whole world is created by God, we can say this is an action of God. But you are responsible. You have to be very careful. Similar to this increase in misguidance is the concept that we have about Tazyin. Tazyin means decoration. One of the things that happens is that for the people who go after falsehood, little by little, their understanding becomes less and less. You have to be aware of this Sunnah and to protect yourself. The protection is not to go this slippery road. One way that our understanding would be affected, would be harmed, not only your Basira would not be there, plus even normal understanding you would lose little by little is through Tazyin. tazyin. For example, in Surat Anam verse forty-three wazyyanalahumu ma maakanu yamaloon. Shaytan decorated, beautified for them what they were doing. So initially they know that they are doing something ugly but little by little shaitan presents to them as something which is not ugly actually it is beautiful. They need to be more difficult to stop. When something is new and you are still sensitive and you find it wrong Stop it. Because if you keep doing this, then you lose your sensitivity. And if you keep doing more, it becomes actually opposite. What is good, you find it bad. What is bad, you find it good. There are many people who do bad things and they enjoy. They don't feel bad. They don't have any sense of guilt. Even they enjoy. Why? Because by ignoring their conscience... Then they silenced the conscience. Then they made the conscience distorted, and now their conscience, which is distorted, gives them bad signals. shaytan <laughs> Surat Anfal 48, Surat Nahl 63, Surat Namal 24, Surat Ankabut 38. In Surah Fussala 25, وَقَيَّظْنَا لَهُمْ قُرَّانًا فَزَيَّنُوا لَهُمْ مَا بَيْنَ أَيْدِيهِمْ وَمَا خَلُمْ Sometimes you will be given companions that they do this for you. This can be some shayateen, maybe human shayateen, maybe other kind of shayateen that we have to be careful. Sometimes a bad friend doesn't let you listen to your conscience justifies and rationalizes the bad thing for you. كَذَٰلِكَ لِلْكَافِرِينَ مَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ Surah 112 There are many, many verses, I don't have time. Just remember that there is a large group of verses that say one of the things, one of the Sunan is That people who insist on doing bad things, then little by little they may find those bad things acceptable and even more they may find it nice and recommendable or commendable. Three another sunnah is istadraj. But these are sunan, (coughs) istidraj and istisald and imhal that inshallah I'm going to explain. These are sunan that have some conditions and some details that we don't know. So unlike some of the sunan that you can predict, these are more complicated and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sometimes Brings one sunnah and stops another sunnah. So sometimes people would be deserving some punishment. But Allah would not punish them. He would actually let them continue and add to their problems. And the punishment may come later. So it's not easy to say as soon as people do something bad... Allah would have stopped uh, No, it's not like that. So, in several verses, we have this sunnah of istidraj. For example, Surat An'am, Surat An'am verses 44 and 45. فَلَمَّا نَسُوا مَا به, When they forgot what they have been reminded So this shows that this was something which they did uh, irresponsibly. Forgetfulness as such is not a crime. But... They were reminded and they forgot. It means that they didn't want to remember. You know, sometimes people don't want to know, don't want to remember. (laughs) So, So what happened when they forgot... What they were reminded? فَتَحْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ أَبْوَابَ كل شيء. Then instead of giving them miserable life, we opened up for them gates of everything. We gave them lots of things from dunya. We gave them money, fame, power. Hatta إِذَا a بَمَا أُوتُوا and they will become very happy, exceptionally happy with what they have been given. <laughs> then we took them by surprising them. So when they are thinking that they have full control, then we take them. And in my humble understanding, this is something that happens to many. Powerful systems, maybe civilizations, maybe uh, empires, when they become very strong, then they become arrogant. They become careless, and then their destruction starts. Because when you have limitations and shortage, You are more careful, everything you do, every decision. When you reach the point that you feel very confident and you don't bother about other people and you think you have control over everything, then you destroy yourself. So this is a very logical explanation why Allah gives them everything and then still after that they surprisingly will be destroyed. (laughs) They will be destroyed by their own bad decisions. Most of systems, I think, are, and organizations are destroyed by their own bad decisions instead of being destroyed by good decisions of their enemies. If you are careful about your decisions, then you can save your group and community and institution no matter how hard the other people work. Normally. Either because of pressure or lack of wisdom or lack of patience, we make mistakes and then we destroy ourselves or at least we contribute to our own destruction. <speaking in Hebrew> Surah A'raf, verse 182 and then 183. <speaking in Hebrew> Those who rejected our signs and communications. سَنَسْتَدْرَجُهُمْ مِنْ حَيِّثُ لَا We give them chance, we are very patient. We give them chance to continue but little by little. Gradually, this is the beginning of the process of their destruction. We have also the sunnah of Imhal. Emhal means to give muhla, to give extension, you know, to give opportunity to continue, to carry on. For example, in Surat Fatar verse forty five. bima ma taraka 'ala min dabba." had God wanted to punish people and hold people for everything bad that they do, then no one would remain on the earth. So Allah doesn't quickly punish when people do bad things. Why? Because He wants to give them a chance to maybe repent, to correct. Also we need all of us to be here so that some of us are tested by others. So. In very exceptional cases, we will talk inshallah about it about istisal. Allah may destroy some people in dunya. Normally, He doesn't destroy, and even if He destroys, it's after certain things are, you know, uh, checked and balanced. In Surah Nahl, verse 61: nasa bi ma taraka 'alayha min dabba, wala'kin ila ajalan Had God wanted to hold people responsible and punish them for their injustice, he would not have left anyone on the earth. Because there are sinful people everywhere. And we do zulm more or less. So Allah is giving us chance to carry on. Maybe we wake up. This is one sunnah. Another sunnah is that the people who have gone astray, sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees that these people are still good people. So instead of giving them more, which is istidraj, he wants to bring them back by putting them into troubles so when he puts them into troubles it can be because there is a still chance of them waking up but if it is too late and they are you know they have sealed their own hearts then it's a matter of istidraj for example in surah rad verse 31 wala kafaroo bima اَوْ تَحُلُّ قَرِيبًا مِنْ دَارِهِمْ حَتَّى يَأْتِيَ وَعْدُ اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ Those who have rejected and fought against the truth because of what they have been doing, a great calamity keeps coming to them or keeps coming near their home, near where they are settled. So these problems come to them so that they may wake up. Another Sunnah which is very interesting and again is uh, an explanation how uh, societies, how civilizations, how dynasties, how empires may be destroyed is that when crimes increase then Allah says we make the bad people who are after only pleasure. We make them established. And they, they destroy. You know, look at, for example, what happened even to Muslim Ummah. Had it not been that there were people like Imam Hussein that were at very, very... Uh, crucial time, reviving the Ummah, Muslim Ummah were finished by what? Not by Romans or Persians, by Muslims uh, losing their spirituality and going only after dunya. Some of the companions of the Prophet, some of the people who were happy to give their lives, they so much went after dunya, so much accumulated money that some of them had, for example, 30,000 dinar when they died. This was enough to finish Muslim ummah. Had it not been that there were uh, movements and sacrifices that again pumped pure Islam to Muslim Ummah. Otherwise, Muslim Ummah was finished by these people. Someone said something very beautifully. He said, Prophet Muhammad ﷺ, as you know, was sent and raised by Allah as a prophet and messenger. After a long time, There was no messenger soon before the Prophet. There was no messenger. Maybe there were some prophets, but uh, there was no messenger. And even we don't know of that many prophets in Arab Peninsula. It was time of Jahiliyyah. So for a long time, they were deprived of having any prophet. And the Prophet was only 23 years able to do his ministry. 23 years with lots of challenges. So people who for centuries had started going away from the Sunnah of Ibrahim. They were idol worshippers. And Prophet was there only for 23 years. And after also the demise of the Prophet there were many challenges and unfortunately little by little They went away from the Sunnah of the Prophet, till Muawiyah came and then Yazid, it was a big change. What is amazing is what is in Islam and what was in the great work of the Prophet that still Islam is there in the world. (laughs) with so much problems which were there and people were very new to Islam. You know, people were hadithu ahd bil Islam. People were very new. 23 years is nothing for change of a society. Societies inherit cultures which are built over centuries. You can bring some superficial changes quickly, but if you want to transform people, 23 years is nothing. And then, not only they didn't continue; they did opposite. They tried to bring, in the name of Islam, everything that kings and you know emperors used to do. What is the secret that Islam still is there? It's a very important question. What isn't this except? That Allah wanted to keep this light, yuridun and yutfa'u nur Allah. But ya'aballah illa and yutamma nur Allah wants this light to be there. So, Muslim ummah was also going to collapse if it was not because of the fact that there were mu'mineen who let this light carry on in them. Surat An'am 124 and 125 We put in every town its greatest criminals so that they make plots What does it mean we put them? Does it mean that Allah commissioned them to destroy? (laughs) No, it means that this is the nature of this world. That when a society goes to the wrong direction, then a stage comes that criminals take over. Criminals take the power, but more important than power, criminals impose their lifestyles and their values on the rest of the society and tragedy is there the people who are criminals they can decide what patterns we should follow what values we should have what lifestyle we should have that's end of any society if the criminals are taking charge or in surah isra verse 16 وَإِذَا أَرَدْنَا أَنْ نُهْلَكَ قَرْيَةً If we want to destroy any town. أَمَرْنَا مُتْرَفِيهَا فَفَسَقُوا فِيهَا We would command. Again, this is Tawid Af Ali. It doesn't mean that Allah actually is commissioning some people to do it. It means this is the nature. مُتْرَفُونَ The people who are Ahlul Dunya and they are just enjoying themselves in Dunya and after instant pleasure, they start doing fesq. عَلَيْهَا القول. Then they take it to the stage that then they have to be stopped. Okay? So, these people have the, the job that they have given to themselves to magnify personal problems so much that they become established social problems, and that is the end of that society. But we can avoid that by being very careful about where we get our ideas and ideals as a society. If we get it from movies and TV And celebrities, there is no guarantee that they are teaching us always something which is good. We have to be very careful. But if we give it from divine traditions, from holy people, from at least people of thinking. Unfortunately, it's not that philosophers and scientists are deciding which line we are taking. It's mostly people who have control over certain industries. They decide. Even maybe they don't themselves sometimes don't know where they are taking humanity. They just want to make money. So I don't want to say they have necessarily a vicious vicious plans. Maybe some have. But maybe some of them even they don't know themselves. They don't know what implications this new thing is having For humanity. They just want to make money or fame or whatever. So we have to be very careful. Another sunnah is what our scholars call istisal. Istisal means to uproot. So sometimes zulm reaches a point that has to be stopped. Many times zulm... In dunya brings problems. And certainly in akhira. Is going to be brought into justice. But even in dunya. The justice starts. But in the akhira would be. Perfect justice. But. Sometimes zulm reaches a point. That it has to stop in dunya. And the Quran mentions many. Nations. Many civilizations or groups, uh, we maybe can find different terms to use, that they reached the point that then this world could not take them anymore. They had to be perished. They had to be destroyed. So this is also possible. That Zulm, after uh, surpassing certain level, they can be self-destructive. And there are many, many verses in the Quran referring to people of Nu, people of Hud, people of Saleh, Lut, and many people, Ashabu Sabt, who had these problems. Okay, Alhamdulillah, we managed to briefly refer to some of the sunnah that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran for all or for good people or for bad people discussion is not complete just was introduction and this has to continue but our time is over so I hope inshallah this was useful and we can reflect on them and benefit for our own performance we we know that Ahlul Bayt on the 12th of Muharram entered Kufa so it seems that on the 11th Omar Sa'ad moved them towards Kufa and perhaps the night of the 12th they took them outside Kufa to prepare and on the twelfth they took them inside the
1: city <laughs> عليك مني سلام الله أبدا ما بقيت وبقيا الليل والنهار ولا جعله الله آخر العهد مني زيارتكم السلام على الغسين وعلى علي ابن الغسين وعلى After the family of Imam and the martyrs Went through all the calamities in Karbala Before and on the day of Ashura and after the brutal treatment of the army of Umar Sa'd, after the martyrdom of Imam, now they had to go through another stage of calamity, and that was to go back to the city of Kufa, where Amir al-Mu'minin used to rule. But this time as captive, and see that some people are celebrating the victory of Yazid over them. Falamma <laughs> <laughs> Qarabul when they reached near Kufa, the people of Kufa were informed and they got together to come and see them. Then a woman from the city of Kufa was curious to know who are really these people. <laughs> Said to the ladies, what captives you are, what group you are, from which country you have been taken as captive by Muslims. <laughs> they said we are captives from family of the prophet this noble woman came down from the roof of her house and brought some scarves and abaya for them <laughs> The roads of the city were crowded with people. But when people started little by little, knowing that these are the family of Ali, these are the family of the Prophet, they started realizing what a big tragedy has happened, and they started crying. (laughs) Then Imam Sajjad said, Tanuhoona wa tabkoona min Are you crying and lamenting for us? Fa katalana. So who killed us? It was your own people of Kufa, your men who came and killed us. (laughs) Bashir ibn Khuzaim al assadi says, I looked at Zainab, the daughter of Ali, on that day. She started talking from the tongue of her father, Amirul muminin There was a big crowd, lots of noise. Qad awma'at el nas an uskutu. Then Lady Zainab pointed at people and said, be silent. فَرْتَدَّةِ الْأَنفَاسِ وَسَكَنَةِ الْأَجْرَاسِ Then everything became silent, the bells were silent, people's breathing became even possible to be hearing, to be heard. ثُمَّ قَالَتْ أَلْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ Abi عَلَىٰ أَبِي مُحَمَّدٍ وَآلِي الطَّيِّبِينَ الْأَخْيَابِ She started with praising Allah and sending salutation to the Prophet and Ahlul Bayt. (laughs) Then she said, "Oh people of Kufa, Are you crying? May your cry never stop. And she started talking to them. And then she reached this point, ويلكم يا أهل أتدرون أي كبد للرسول الله وأي له do you know how you broke the heart of the prophet which blood that belonged to the prophet you shed وأي كريمة له أبرزته Do you know what you have done with the women from the family of the prophet? Do you know how you disregarded any respect? The narrator says, when Zeynep was talking, I saw people were very confused and crying. They were perplexed. فَوَاللَّهِ لَقَدْ رَأَيْتُ النَّاسَ يَوْمَ حَيَارًا يَبْكُونَ They were shocked, what has happened? Why Zainab is taken as a captive? Who killed Hussein? As if they were in a sleep mode. وَرَأَيْتُ شَيْخًا وَاقِفًا إِلَى جنب يَبْكِينَ Ravi says, the narrator says, I saw an old man next to me was crying. Oh, yeah. His beards were made wet with his tears. And he was saying, wa ummi. May my father and mother be your ransom. He realized that these are family of the prophet that your middle-aged people are the best of middle-aged people, your youths are the best, your women are the best, your generation and progeny are the best. <laughs> So people started understanding after Lady Zainab then Fatima to Sohra, the daughter of Imam Hussein, started talking. It is said she was only eleven years old. But Fa Ab man Jameh she made everyone who was there cry. She made very eloquent and powerful sermon there. I don't have time unfortunately to mention what she said. Then after her lady Umm Kulthum, daughter of Amirul Mu'minin talked, she said, Ya Ahla al-Kufa, Sawatun lakum, malakum khazaltum Husaynan wa kataltumu. O people of Kufa, why you didn't help Husayn and indeed you killed him? <laughs> Why you stole his money, his belongings, and inherited for yourself, and took the women of the family of Hussein as escaped <laughs> So she started warning them and they added to their cry and lamenting <laughs> Then Imam Zainul Abidin and according to some historical reports actually tonight
0: tonight is possible to be the martyrdom of Imam Zainul Abidin
1: Then Imam Zainul Abidin referred to the people and asked said, be silent. silent, silent, silent. Then everyone was silent to listen to Imam Zainul abidin After praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and sending salutation to the Prophet, Imam Zainul abidin said, man arafani faqad arafani. whoever knows Me, knows Me. <laughs> وَمَنْ لَمْ يَعْرِفْنِي فَأَنَا عَلِي بْنُ بْنَ عَلِي بْنَ أَبِي If someone is here who doesn't know me or doesn't recognize me, I am Ali the son of Hussein, the son of Ali, the son of Abu Talib. This is my genealogy. <laughs> but there is something else that you must know in addition to the names. <laughs> An abnu mzbuib shedd el furaz. I am the son of the one who was killed near the river. An abnu mantu e khareemu, wasu liba naeemu, wentu e bamalu, I am the son of the one whose sanctuary was violated, his blessings were taken away, his money was stolen, his family were taken as a captive. And <laughs> sabra. I am the son of the one who was killed painfully. <laughs> They didn't kill Abu Abdullah with a type of killing which is free from pain, which is fast, which is quick. But this is an honor and pride for us that we have given our life for the sake of Allah. أيها الناس ناشتكم بالله O oh people because of Allah I ask you to answer me هل تعلمون أنكم كتبتم إلى أبي وخدعتم وآتيتموا من أنفسكم الأهد والميثاق والبيع <تصفيق> Don't you know that you wrote to my father and invited him, you deceived him, you gave him your promises, you paid allegiance. But then you didn't help him and some of you fought against him and killed him. Imam reminded them of the bad things that they did <laughs> to the extent that the narrator says fartafat nas min then the cries of people of Kufa from everywhere went very high some of them started saying to each other wa <laughs> You have destroyed yourself You have brought anger of Allah on yourself Don't you know? So they started waking up قَالَ عَلَيْهِ السَّلَامِ رَحِمَ اللَّهُمْ رَأَنْ قَبِلَ نَسِيهَتِي وَحَفِظَ وَسِيَّتِي فِي اللَّهِ وَفِي رَسُولِهِ وَأَهْلِ بَيْتِهِ then Imam said, "May Allah's mercy be upon the one who takes my advice and keeps my wasiyyah, my will." Then all of them said, "Nahnu kulluna yabna Allah, sami'una muti'oon." Then they said, "O oh son of the Messenger of God, please remember, people of Kufa are different from people of Sham. These are the people who knew Amirul Mu'minin." These are the people who had love for Amir al-Mu'minin, but superficially. So, this was enough for them to wake up, and they said, O oh son of the messenger of God, we are at your service. We are listening to you. We are obeying you. To the extent that they even said that, if you want, we can get rid of Yazid. <laughs> and we will distance ourselves from those who did injustice to you and to us. <laughs> but Imam Sajjad with a heart full of pain said, heart <laughs> But I am not going to trust you. Heel بينكم وبين شهوات أنفسكم You are not people with firm decision You follow your whims and lust, therefore you cannot keep your promises أتريدون أن تعتوا إليكما أتيتم إلى آبائي من غاب do you want to treat me like you did with Hussein, with Hassan, with Amirul Mu'mineen? No, our injury has not yet been healed. <laughs> My father was just killed recently, and his family were with him. So Imam Alayhi Salam talked to them, warned them, and then the tragedy as you know never stopped till they reached Sham which was the worst. May inshallah Allah subhanahu ta'ala help us to be not like people of Kufa, not to be like the people who love to help their Imam but they are weak. And they are not committed, they don't have determination, and they end up with leaving Imam alone in the middle of all the problems. (laughs) Ya Allah, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, Ya
0: Allah. يا الله 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 يا رحمان يا رحيم يا ارحم الراحمين يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك وكفنا يا قاضي الحاجات ويا كافي المهمات انك على كل شيء قدير
1: او الله Please send the best of your salutations to Muhammad and Ali Muhammad. Please send our salams and salawat to Abba Abdullah and all the martyrs of Karbala.
0: Please give us tawfiq to have accepted ziyar of Abba Abdullah in dunya and his Shafa'ah in akhirah. Please accept our little aza for Aba Abdullah salam with your favor
1: and graciousness. Oh Allah, please bless all people who have taught us and who have helped us in understanding the merits of Ahlul Bayt and
0: in being lovers of Ahlul Bayt. Please bless them and on our behalf
1: reward them please help our community today all over the world to be fully loyal
0: and committed to imam al-hujjah ta'ala sharif please enable us to fulfill our duties towards our imam please put in heart of our imam trust in us as his shia please keep for us our maraj, our ulama, our teachers, our volunteers, elderly members of our community, anyone who is serving the truth, please keep them for us. Please make us grateful for every blessing that you have given us and enable us to use them efficiently. Please give shifa to all people who are ill. Please give shifa to illnesses that we have in our hearts and minds. Please send your rahmah and maghfarah to all mu'mineen and mu'minat, especially those who have rights upon us. Please bless our parents who are alive with healthy and dignified life, and those who have passed away, resurrect them with Muhammad and Allah Muhammad. Please help us to bring honor and pride to muslim ummah and build the best of relations with other communities and be able to show that when it comes to serving humanity we are the best people to do this humbly please make the last moment of our life the best, the best moment of our life wa da'wana
1: alhamdulillah rabbil alamin for okay.